Hello, I just got back from vacation and have taken a little bit of time to get some new stories and spend time with my family. We were just visiting the Space Coast in Florida and it is the best place ever, full of lots of stories, lots of history, and lots of rest and relaxation. So listen up, I've got some stories for you. Brevard County in eastern Florida has been dubbed the Space Coast due to the location of NASA in Cape Canaveral. The phone area code is very cleverly known as 321, just like counting down a rocket liftoff. While explorer Ponce de Leon visited Cape Canaveral in 1513, the Space Coast didn't really take off until after NASA was formed. The Cape was nothing but scrubland until after World War II, and in 1950, missile testing began there. In 1958, President Eisenhower founded NASA and opened the Launch Operations Center in Florida in 1962. Tourists had already begun to flock just south of the Cape to Cocoa Beach. That's where I was. Some fishing families started arriving and calling the area home around 1860. Cocoa Beach was founded by Gus Edward later on in 1925 after it was mostly abandoned for years after a hurricane destroyed the town. The first motel there was the Starlight and it didn't open until 1956. Many tourists began to venture to the Space Coast to watch rocket launches and the area began to soar with tourists. The long-running TV show that debuted in 1965, I Dream of Jeannie, was filmed in Cocoa Beach. Well, the external shots at least. It starred Barbara Eden as a 2,000-year-old sultry genie that was released from a bottle when Larry Hagman, an astronaut, finds the bottle on a deserted beach in the South Pacific. Jeannie returns to her bottle and jumps in the astronaut's duffel bag where he brings her back home to Cocoa Beach. They eventually fall in love and get married. Cocoa Beach has an I Dream of Jeannie Lane, and the exterior shots of their home is on Palm Drive. The home is still standing. Most of the filming took place in California, however, on a soundstage. Today, Brevard County is booming with both tourists and residents. The water is a gorgeous blue-green, the sands are white, the temperature is warm, the fishing is amazing, and there are tons of great shops and restaurants. Cocoa Beach is considered the surfing capital of the eastern U.S. due to the Great Waves. The largest Ron John surf shop is also located there. I have stayed in Cocoa Beach several times now and just came back from one of those trips. It is my favorite place. bridges across the country are haunted, but the old US-1 bridge in Sebastian, Florida has been an otherworldly home to one of the most terrifying gangs in history, the Ashley Gang. John Ashley was born in 1888 in Fort Myers after his father moved the family to Florida to work on the Flagler Railroad. The Ashley Gang was active in the 1910s and 20s and consisted of John Ashley, his brothers Bob, Ed, and Frank, his nephew Hanford, and a bank robber from Chicago named Kid Lowe. Later, other outlaws joined the crew. The group was a terrible, fearless gang of thieves, murderers, pirates, rum runners, bootleggers, and robbers. They robbed nearly $1 million from over 40 banks. Today's equivalent would be over $151 million. Even John Dillinger's gang only robbed 24 banks. 
During Prohibition, the Ashley Gang pretty much monopolized the rum runner business. They hijacked shipments of illegal whiskey that were being smuggled in from the Bahamas. They also ran an illegal alcohol operation where they distilled their own hooch and sold it. They were producing approximately 100 gallons each day. John Ashley was referred to as the King of the Everglades and Swamp Bandit, and numerously compared to the likes of Jesse James. He not only robbed and cheated, but he did help those in need and boosted the infrastructure in a dead and undeveloped area of Florida, even if it was through illegal actions. All the money that was taken in that was not given out as payment for helpers or to help people in need was exchanged for gold and reportedly hidden on the Ashley homestead. That homestead located in Gomez, Florida was raided and burned to the ground in January 1924 after the Ashley gang once again held up the bank in Stewart, Florida. John Ashley's father was found and tortured to try and get information out of him and they set the house on fire. His father died that day. There's reportedly money or gold hidden all over Hobe Sound and people have been trying for a hundred years to find it. In 1920, John met Laura up the Grove. She was the Bonnie to his Clyde. At the time, she was 23, had already been married twice, and had four kids. Laura quickly became his right-hand woman. She cased banks for robberies and helped in any way they would let her. Laura was as tough and devious as any of the men in the gang. She was allowed in the gang due to her amazing marksmanship, but she also helped produce much of that illegal alcohol. John had a long-going feud with Sheriff Bob Baker of Palm Beach County. Sheriff Baker got word that the gang would be traveling to northern Florida and would be on the US-1 or the A-1A. Baker set up a stop on the old US-1 bridge over Sebastian Inlet with chains and police cars on Halloween night in 1924. Around 2 a.m., the outlaws did try to cross the bridge and were handcuffed and had their weapons taken away. The story is John Ashley reached for a hidden weapon and upon seeing this, the officers shot the entire gang to death while handcuffed. That story may be true, but I'm not sure how much of a threat they were being handcuffed. It could have just been outright murder. The coroner actually notated that they were still handcuffed upon arrival. Many years after that fateful shooting, four puddles stained by the blood remained on the bridge. To this day, you can hear gunshots and cries in the night, even when there's no one around. Is the Ashley gang trapped on that bridge forever, repeating the end of their crooked ways? Laura up the Grove took the death of her beloved John immensely hard. After John's death, Laura was in and out of jail for public intoxication, bootlegging, and gambling. She ran a small gas station in Canal Point and in 1927 got into an argument with a man trying to return some moonshine. She chased him out of the store and as she returned out of breath, she grabbed a bottle of gin to calm her nerves and chugged it. Except y'all, it wasn't gin. It was Lysol. She fell to the floor, started convulsing, and died. The Ashley Gang may not be a household name for most of the country, but for Florida, they are. 
There's a band that frequently plays named the Ashley Gang who likes to sing songs of their historical yet illegal adventures. There's an IPA beer called the Ashley Gang Outlaw from Florida Brewery, Big Top Brewing. A few books, Ghost of the Treasure Coast, Red Grass River, and movies, Little Laura and Big John, and Queen of the Everglades. Maybe check them out and even check out Expedition Unknown. He's got an episode where they're looking for that treasure. Let's see if you can find it. The Wakula Suites Hotel is a Westgate resort in Cocoa Beach, Florida, and it's haunted. The ghost is not your typical creepy, scary entity, but rather a clown. A man in his late 60s had been a clown for many years at the Cocoa Beach Pier. In town for another event, he checked into the Wakula Suites Hotel and within the hour received a phone call. The caller stated that his services were no longer needed at the pier and they were letting him go. The man was enduring difficult financial times and was counting on that money from working on the pier as a clown. Ridden with depression, he took his belt and hung himself in the closet of his room. Sometime after his unfortunate suicide, a man and his young daughter took a vacation to Cocoa Beach. As they entered the room, the daughter was very quiet and timid. Her father asked her to put her suitcase in the closet and she refused to. He took her for a walk outside and returned to the room later. A single red balloon was tied to the door of the closet. He told her that the hotel staff left that her for her. She still refused to put her bag away or go near the closet or that red balloon. Thinking she was tired and just throwing a little tantrum, the dad suggested a nap. After waking, the dad went to get some snacks from the vending machine down the hall. He was gone no more than five minutes, and when he returned, there was a room full of red balloons and a horrified look on his daughter's face. As he opened the door to the closet, he found a belt hanging like a noose. Alright y'all, I can't find any confirmation to either of these stories. But nonetheless, many people think the Owakola Suites Hotel, which is now Westgate Resort, is haunted. To many, a clown is terrifying alive and would be even more horrific as a ghost clown. The property has had numerous reports of an old man seen in closets and reports of their clocks running backwards. So I'm not sure if it's haunted by a clown or someone else or even haunted at all. But there's lots that's happened down there on that property. So who knows? Do you dare to go find that ghost clown? See if he scares you or makes you laugh? Ashley's Restaurant in Rockledge originally opened in 1933 as Jack's Tavern by Jack Allen. Then an upscale classy joint with women in evening dresses and men in top hats, it was built on the site of an old railroad depot that had burned. The very next year on the property at the edge of the Indian River, 19-year-old Ethel Allen's body was found with her skull crushed, throat slit, and body badly burned. We're unsure if she's related to Jack, but she was a frequenter at the tavern. She was said to have hung around a rough crowd such as mobsters. 
Her murder seemed to be an act of passion. However, her killer was never found. Since then, it is said her spirit is still around in multiple locations. In Ashley's restaurant, many guests and workers claim to see a woman in the next bathroom stall wearing 1930s style shoes, and yet there's no one in the room. Reflections of a young woman can be seen in the mirrors, as well as apparitions of a girl in many people's photos. In the restaurant, objects are constantly moved, whispers can be heard, and people feel as if they are pushed on the stairs. There's a story that an employee fell to his death on the restaurant stairs. We can't confirm this, but one employee later stated that she would hear, you're going to fall to your death each time she used the service stairs in the kitchen. She ended her employment two weeks after starting, fearing for her life. Ethel Allen was buried just across the river on Merritt Island in the Georgiana Cemetery, locally referred to as Crooked Mile Cemetery. Ethel has a homemade headstone and the ambiance of the location is very rundown, covered in Spanish moss and overgrown. Many people have been touched by something unseen, heard unusual noises, seen apparitions, and captured many EVPs. The cemetery has been around since the 18th century just off Crooked Mile Road, so chances are Ethel is just one of many spirits. Her murder is still unsolved today. Just off the coast in the town of Coco is an old theater. In 1924, the Aladdin Theater opened on Brevard Avenue. This was the first theater in the area to show talkies, which are movies where you can hear the actors speak. Later, it became a vaudeville house and now the Coco Village Playhouse. The property sits on an artesian well. Many years ago, the livery was posted at that location to supply water for the horses. A stable boy named Daniel was accused of stealing horses and was hung at the livery. It is said after he died, his tears turned the artesian well salty and now it was no longer able to be used as drinking water. Today, the playhouse is home to several spirits. Joe, a former caretaker, is seen to still look after the property and can be seen on the balcony and in the projection room. A benevolent spirit is known to haunt the building as well. In the 1990s, one of the workers heard voices and could see shadows. The key they had in the door even shook right in the door. After much commotion, the building was anointed with oil and spirits were told to leave. Since then, no one's experienced anything like that. However, Joe remains opening and closing doors, walking around where you can hear his footsteps. And he enjoys to take pride in looking after the playhouse. One of the sound techs was working during a Sunday matinee and a young girl and her mother were sitting next to its booth. The girl seemed to be talking to someone in an empty seat throughout the show. He didn't think much of it, but during intermission, the mother asked her daughter what she was doing, and her reply was, talking to Joe. Even if you don't have a date to see a show at the Playhouse, I'm sure Joe will sit beside you and keep you company. It's very ironic how somewhere so tropical and relaxing can also be so historic and dark. 
From bootleggers and rum runners to astronauts, the Space Coast is full of stories and many entities that still remain. To be honest, the Space Coast is about as close to heaven as I've ever been, so I wouldn't want to leave either. It's one of my favorite places. Till next time, stay tuned.